Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome back to the Smut Hive. Hello there. Hello, everybody. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Jillian. How are you? I'm good. Good. How about you? I'm stuffed still. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's done. It's gone. It's gone. It's great. It was great. Right. I'm still full. Like I'm ready for like new stuff now. <laughs> yeah. I'm full of alcohol because yes. I'm drinking my wine out of a bottle right now. Of course you are. It's great. I, well, I mean, if you're going to drink the whole bottle, why dirty a cup? I know. Might as well just do it. Like that's my life motto. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what are you buzzing about? Okay. So I have become obsessed with that Sam Smith song, you know, Unholy or whatever on TikTok. Oh, the TikTok song. Because listen, all of these guys, their clothes are just falling off <laughs> ever since this. I don't know if it was just, I didn't notice it before, but literally every single time I hear that song, my brain like m- misfires. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm into it. It's just all sorts of random dudes I mean, the song doing is the hot. song and then stripping down, right? Yeah. I do love the song. It's a very it's sexy, sexy song. sexy and catchy. Yeah. I mean, if you want to just roll while it's on, I'm all about it. Yeah. That's all. What about I, you? I like that. <laughs> well, mine is not that cool. I was just going to talk about how I've already decorated fully for oh, Christmas. Well. And like now that Thanksgiving is done, like I'm totally in the Christmas season and I'm like ready for it. But I did want to actually ask our listeners because I want to get some Christmas recommendations. Oh, mm-hmm. Like I haven't read that many that are centered around Christmas. Yeah. So I just wonder like if you guys are out there and you've read something that you read like every Christmas because yeah. it's just a really great dark, dirty romance book. Like I totally let us know because mm-hmm. I want to know. Yeah. I'm ready to read some really great Christmas themed smut. Right. No erotica. I'd like an actual book. Yes. Oh, or a series. Yeah. I'm even down for a series right. at this point. Yeah. Hey, we read a book. We did. We read books. We read a series. We read a three book series. Yep. It is called The Lesser Series by Penelope Sky. So book one is Lesser Evil. Book two is Better Man. Book three is Harder Betrayal. Here's the thing. Penelope is my girl. I love this author. She, first of all, writes asshole like no author out there. Right. It's so good. Right. She's good about using good tropes, but, like, not in a bad way. Yeah. Like sometimes tropes are, like, ooh, cringy. hmm She doesn't do that. No. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's her style of writing or the plot lines that she has involved, but damn. Yeah. Every book I've read of hers is fucking a smash. 
Right. Well, we did the Skull King trilogy yeah. from Penelope Sky yeah. um, in a past episode, but she has so many different series that are out there that are so popular. The Buttons and Lace series. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I think I've only read like the first two and I know that it continues on. So it's a pretty large series. Um, again, Skull King, we loved it. We read it. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The Betrothed series is pretty big. And then I just finished the Banker series oh, yeah. and I love yeah. it. And it, it will be an upcoming episode, yeah. guys. You've got to read. If you've never read Penelope Sky, you are missing yeah. out because she, as Morgan said, writes asshole like better than anyone out yeah. there. It's amazing. So good. It's amazing. So the asshole in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we're saying his name uh, correctly, but we call him Cauldron. For the sake of this episode, I will be calling him Seaman. I It's not that I can't or don't like Cauldron. It just trips me up. Oh. So I'll be calling him Seaman from this moment forward. Okay. I liked Cauldron. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, our chick, her name is Camille. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal with her. Here is your stats. So Camille, basically right from the beginning, you're going to find out she's a whore. Right. So that's just the way that it is. She had a long-term client. His name is Grave. She was with him for three years. It was pretty good, but he was completely obsessed with her and wanted to marry her and she couldn't be with anyone else. And she wanted to have babies babies with with her. her. Yep. The whole thing. Um, So he, like we said, he was obsessed and he wouldn't let her go. So she finally had a way to escape him. And so now she's pretty much like on the run. So that really sucks for her. Her deal is, is that she wants to stop being a whore, so -hmm. to speak. So she's gotten some money from being in the business and now she's ready to like start over. And she wants love. She wants a man that loves her. She wants to have babies. She wants to live a nice, quiet fucking life. She knows this can't happen if Grave is alive. Right. So she seeks out help. Yes. Kill him, essentially. She finds out that the only person in the entire world that Grave fears is this man named Cauldron. Mm -hmm. So she starts her quest to go track him down to try to find him so that he'll talk to her. But she never finds him at home and his butler is like kind of a big dick Mm -hmm. and he won't like give messages or anything. But he basically just says like, get off this property or we'll shoot you. And so she has to try to track down Cauldron in a different way. And she tracks him down to his yacht. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's got balls. Right. I like her. Me too. She's trying to get out of a really bad situation, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right. and that's what she's going with. Yeah. And I think that that was smart, like Agreed. right from the beginning. Yep. Yep. So we don't waste a lot of time there. The problem is, is that Cauldron is a big, fucking, massive, fucking asshole. Like on another level. Like literally smacks her. Yep. Like I don't owe you shit. I don't know who you are. I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out of my face. Has her escorted off. Blah blah. Puts her on a train to back to Paris. Blah blah blah. So it they're in the French Riviera. Mm-hmm. So it takes her like a week to get back to the French Riviera, and he's not on his boat at that time. So she decides to sneak in and live on his boat until he comes back. Get a girl. I mean, the smarts on her. He's going to listen to her because she she has no other options. Like, that's the way it's got to be. So he does eventually make it back to the boat. Now, here's something else we'll say about Cauldron. When she does get on the boat for, like, the first time, he has, like, numerous women Mm -hmm. on the boat that are, like, paid whores there to service him. So he's not immune to this type of life or it's not unheard of for him. He is a big, rich fucking asshole. Yeah. Anyway, so she corners him. In his office, inside this yacht, and she has a gun, and he tries to go get a gun, and he actually tries to fucking shoot her. He pulls the fucking trigger, but she doesn't die, 
because she's taking all the bullets out. Smart. But this motherfucker was willing to shoot yeah. her instead of listening to her. He honestly just doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck about anyone. To say. She, he doesn't even want to listen to her. He's just like, no, bye. Yeah. She does tell him, though, listen. By gunpoint. Yeah. This is what I want. And he's like, well, what do you expect me to do? And she's like, I want you to kill him. Yeah. She's like, I know that he's your enemy. Yeah. And I was with him and I don't want to be with him anymore. And he's going to kill me or he's going to keep me captive. Right. And that would be the same as killing me. So he's your enemy. I'll help you kill him. Like anything that yeah. you need. And he's like, I don't need you. And she's like, yeah, well, I got in here and and I've got you by yeah. gunpoint. Right. So I feel like he respects her a little bit. That's why she earned a minute of yes. his time. But I think he realizes very quick because he does say like, what is it about grave that you don't like? Like, why do you want him dead? Right. And when she explains to him who she is and what she means to Grave, immediately he's like, hmm, I feel like I can work with this. Right. Because you can tell there's hatred there. Yeah. And he now has what Grave wants. Right. So he takes the deal. Yeah. He basically tells her that you have to be my whore. Yep. And everything that that means. Like, you have to live in my house. Yep. Live in my house. Yep. I'm going to fuck you. I'm not going to love you. I'm not going to care about you. Yep. I don't give a fuck. But I will fuck you. And, and you'll be safe. You'll be safe as yep. long as you're with me. But if you don't like that, get the fuck out. Yep. Like, there's nothing else I'm going to do for you. So she had this idea of being able to escape this life that she had and move on to something else, the next chapter of her life. Yep. And now she's right back to where right. she was, being a whore. Yeah. So she's not happy about it, but she's safe. Yeah. But now she's starting to understand that she's basically changed from one monster to another. Yeah. Because he's not nice. No. And you can tell that these men are, like, from the criminal underworld. You don't know right away what it is that they do. I mean, I'll just blatantly say what it is they do because I feel like once we get moving, we're going to, like, forget to talk about it. But yeah. So C-Man, he's a diamond guy. Right. He runs the mines he has people that are working for him they're digging up these diamonds they're like the best diamonds in the world and he sells them for millions and millions and millions of dollars and then grave deals in human organs yeah so they're not good people no <laughs> not they, at all. but they're rich they're really yeah. richy rich yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah he moves her into the house there's a lot of back and forth banter because although she understands what her job is going to entail now because she's done it before, mm -hmm. she's not going to do, she's going to do it willingly, but she's not going to do it without running her fucking mouth and having her fucking opinion known. Right. And I still really like that about her, yeah. but he can just shut her right the fuck up because he threatens her all the time. Like, again, if you don't get down on your knees and suck this dick and right. let me skull fuck you. Right then you can get the fuck out. And so she has to endure it. But the problem is, is that she actually likes it at the same time. Yeah. He does. He's real weird about kissing too. He yeah. He kissed her once. Yeah. To, I think, and this is kind of where I started to really like him mm -hmm. because he recognized that she was very uncomfortable about fucking him the right. first time. Right. And so he knew, okay, if I and want to enjoy this, then she has got to somewhat enjoy this. Mm -hmm. So he kisses her to like make her pliant and melty and you know, it works. Yes. And afterwards he's like, that's it. Like that'll never happen again. Like don't ever expect this again. Yeah. That was a one time deal. Yeah. So she's like, okay, 
Like, I get that. But the sex scenes are so good. They're detailed Mm -hmm. and fucking mouthwatering. They're actually some of the best sex scenes I think that I have read. I think it's because you can feel the feelings. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, but sometimes a sex scene is a sex scene. Doesn't make you horny, sure. Yeah. But for some reason, these sex scenes, they just encompass everything. They encompass maybe her being uncomfortable or anger or desire, passion. It's like you can feel it as you read it, which is very rare because, I mean, yes, you read a sex scene and you're horny. Right. That's the idea, right? Yeah. But for some reason, these sex scenes, you can just like feel everything about it. Yeah. So well written. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Loved it. All right. Well, another part of Cauldron, though, when they're not having sex is that he does speak to her cruelly. Yeah. And he does basically tell her all the time, like, you need to shut the fuck up because you're my whore. Yeah. I have never actually read someone being called a whore so much, like, but it's going to be throughout all of these books. Yeah. Because it's not only just like a job title, but that's kind of how she says something to get back at him or he'll say something to get back at her and it will come back at like your whore. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's used to hurt. Yes. Like the term is used to hurt somebody. Yes. Yeah. But as it goes on, she's breaking down his walls. She's changing him a little Mm -hmm. bit. You can see it. He resists it with everything he has absolutely written so well because it's with everything this man has not to catch feelings for her or not to change for her in any way but it happens like every time they have sex like it just keeps happening and and in their everyday lives too so i i do want to know that when she left grave um she left a necklace of her mother's who is passed away Mm mm-hmm and this necklace like means everything to her Mm -hmm. she's tried to go back to get it and like grave tried to kill, like almost tried to kill her. And it was a whole nightmare. Yeah. Um, and she tells Seaman about it, about mm-hmm. the necklace and what it meant to her and the story behind it. And so he strolls on up to Graves house, which is like impenetrable. Like you can't get in there. And he just walks in, mm-hmm. walks in the office, takes the necklace and leaves. Yeah. And Grave doesn't do, he sees him doing it. He doesn't do anything about it. And he takes it back to his house where she is at. And he's like, Here, here's your necklace. And it's at this point in the book that I was like, he has to feel something. Right. Because what was the point? Right. You didn't need to do that. No. Um, And I think at this point for her as well, she's like, okay, maybe all of my feelings that I'm catching is like rubbing off. Right. And as a reader, that's what you think is happening. Yes. And well, and two, what's interesting about her is that she's explained that like journaling is like her thing. And so she's written down her feelings that she has for him. And then she like rips it up and throws it away in the trash bin. Well, the fucking nosy butler. Hugo. Hugo has given all the scraps of paper to Cauldron. So Cauldron knows how she feels about him. But you don't know what it is that he's going to do with this information. Well, during this, like, lovey-dovey time that they have together, Cauldron also talks her into making, like, a sex video of them together. Yeah. Well, he's also had a couple of meetings here and there with Grave, because Grave knows he has 
she he cauldron has her he keeps trying to get her yeah he keeps trying to get he her keeps back. trying to get her yeah. back and cauldron's like you're not going to get her she's my whore now like that's how it is fuck you well here's here's the twist they're brothers yeah they have this like horrible family hate on for each other but they're actually brothers which is why he never told camille that he would kill grave right but that he will make his life fucking miserable yeah and so right now the thing that grave wants most in the world is camille and cauldron keeps rubbing it in his face i have her and not only i have her but she wants me. me she wants this yeah she wants to be here yeah and so for grave that's like the worst of the worst that could ever be done right so then there's like this party this is the end of book one there's this like party so she's got all the feels and you don't really know how he feels but he's not being a dick to her and he's Mm -hmm. not treating her like a whore and he's not being extremely cruel and so you're like okay he must be you know his walls are starting to wear down well she runs into grave when cauldron's like left her side for whatever reason she's run into grave and she's been fearing this moment but she knows she's untouchable because cauldron has already struck his claim on her and she thinks he might be in love with her right well grave lets her know well if he was really in love with you then why did he send me this and he had the scraps of paper from her wastebasket that with the words that she said about how she was in love with cauldron and then he also had the sex tape cauldron sent him a tape of them fucking and she was devastated right because she trusts she is she's loyal to him she trusts him she thought that there was more there and he literally took that trust and ripped it up into shreds right so she's decided she's gonna leave with grave she was like yep you win i'm done I'm absolutely done. I will go back and marry you and be your whore or whatever the fuck it is you want from me. I don't give a fuck anymore. And she's like dead inside instantly. Yeah. So, but uh, as Grave is trying to escort her like back onto the boats or whatever, Cauldron comes over and he like pushes Grave over her and it like just pushes his brother overboard into the water and he takes her. And then you start book two basically with him holding her hostage because she tries everything in the world to get out of that house. Like he locks her in the room and everything. Yes. I, I think as you're reading the book, he doesn't feel bad. No. Because he doesn't care about her like that. No. But as a reader, I thought, I don't know. I feel like there are feelings there, but I think that his desire for revenge is larger than his desire for her. Right. And that is what took over. So I do think a small part of him at this point felt a little bad. Because she is devastated and she is upset and she's pretty much like, don't fucking talk to me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I thought, what an interesting way to like end a book because it's a cliffhanger, but you don't actually know like what the cliffhanger is. Yeah. Because you don't really know like where he's at feeling wise. And she's just locked in her room, devastated and won't even come out of bed. Yeah. So well, and then she tries to escape, yeah. and she ends up twisting her ankle, and so now she has to like be good, and he's like relieved because he doesn't have to like you know pick up mattresses that she's right. thrown off of her balcony so she can <laughs> land on it. Like it was crazy so ass. it was yeah. so crazy and funny at the same time, yeah. but she did fuck her ankle up. But during this time that she's like hobbling around the house with her you know crutches or whatever, he's trying to get her back, and he's trying to tell her like. I'm really sorry that like, you know, my rivalry that I have with my brother, like was more important in the moment than you. And I should have respected your privacy, but 
but I didn't and I'm sorry and I don't say that often so you should accept my apology and she's like fuck and you yeah no she will not give it up she will not give it up and he breaks down because at one point he comes into her room and he's and she's like what do you want and he was like I don't want it to be this way and she's like too fucking bad Right. She will not. And then he snaps. Yeah. And then it's all back to the whole, well, you are my fucking whore and you will do your job. And she fucks him like a whore and she does her yep. job. She's, I think, outwardly good about hiding emotion. But the thing about Seaman is that every time they fuck, he yells eyes. Yeah. So she like has to focus on, on him. him. And so when she does that, it causes her emotions to get in the way. Yeah, it does. Really bad for her. I did too. And he just wanted her. Yeah. And so he was, didn't care how it was devastating her at the time. He just wanted her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get to the point to where she's almost kind of starting to appreciate him. He's just around at this point. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? She's still having to fuck him, but she's still in his house and he's still around. Right. Well, Grave does come and take her. So Grave takes her and he tells her, like, all you need to do is just remember how much you liked fucking me and it'll be great. You'll forget about all about my brother. And she was like, nope, stop. I love him. You need to stop. And Grave almost rapes her. Yeah. And it's a devastating scene. It really is. But she, she's basically talking him out of raping her. Yeah. And the, the excuse that she uses is that your brother will never forgive you. And you can tell from that point, he gets up and he's yeah. ashamed of himself. And yeah. at that point on, Grave becomes a character that I actually like. Right. Um, but he also has a lot of enemies. So like, as soon as all this happens, his compound comes like under attack Mm -hmm. from these other people. And it's this other side plot and he hides her so that she won't get hurt, but she ends up saving his ass in the end. Yeah. And then saves his life. She does save his life. And now he owes her. Yeah. And then Cauldron shows up. Right. To take her back. Cauldron pretty much does say, why didn't you kill him? This is your perfect opportunity. Everything went, went away. And she was like, I didn't kill him because I knew that you wouldn't have wanted me to. Right. So now everyone's feelings are out, I feel like, for me. Grave now feels indebted to her. He cares about her, but, like, I think he's decided at this point, like, this isn't going to happen for us. Right. But further to the point of... Now you kind of see that the two brothers might be able to move on right from the past and have a relationship again. Yeah. My one issue with this series is how often the past is brought up by Seaman. For me, I was like, I understand like why you hate your dad and your brother, right? Like something happened 20 years ago. It was horrible and terrible, but it wasn't them. They didn't really have anything to do with it. Right. And he's like holding it above, above their heads. Won't speak to them. Won't let them explain. Won't have a relationship with them. And for me, I was like, boo boo. That was 20 years ago. Like, can we move forth? It was brought up so much. I was like, okay, like yeah. I'm getting bored with this particular plot line. Like, let's just move on. Yeah. So for me, that was the only thing I didn't like. Yeah. So you, like you said, you do get the idea at this point, like they're now interested in being brothers. Right. And 
uh, Cauldron also has to, in order to go and get Camille, he had to find out where she was. And the only person that knew that was the dad. Yeah. So he had to make a deal to spend more time with the dad, which is something he doesn't want to do because he doesn't have anything to do with his family. Right. So that's a thing. Anyway, so uh, Camille does go home with Cauldron. But now you flip to Graves' point of view. So now Grave is actually going to be a part of the second and the third book. Mm -hmm. And he is over his obsession with Camille. Right. Cauldron can have her for all he cares. He never wants her back again. It's never, they're never going to be a thing. He's over his obsession. Yeah. It's time for a new whore. So he goes to his broker. Right. And he gets a woman and her name is Elise. Mm -hmm. And we start finding out about her. She's basically the same thing. She She's a, a divorced mom of two. She works as a whore. She has long-term clients, so she doesn't fuck around. Mm -hmm. It's a high premium type of pussy that you're buying, yeah. apparently. Um, and that she wants nothing else except the, the business transaction. Right. So she's letting Grave know right from the get-go, I'll give you a month. I want absolutely no relationship with you, blah, blah, blah. Well, that changes real fast because they both kind of fall in their own way, like head over heels for yeah. each other. So you're starting to see something else right. besides the sex is happening. And Grave is actually pretty much a gentleman. Like yeah. he dates her as he's fucking her. Yeah. I liked it. So yeah. you get a little glimpse into his yeah. life. Then you flash back to Camille and Cauldron. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the only things that Camille did that I really kind of did feel that was annoying. Yeah. The first morning back, she wakes up and he's not there. And he doesn't sleep with her. Like, that's a thing. That's one of the things throughout the first and halfway through the yeah. second book now is that Cauldron doesn't sleep with anyone. He basically fucks her. And when she falls asleep, he goes to his bed mm -hmm. and she hates that. But in this moment, though, he did sleep with her, but he went down and before she was awake, he went to the gym. So she goes down to the gym and she just chastises him. Like, why did I come back if everything's going to be the same? I thought things were more. And he was like, I do want more and all this kind of stuff. And she's being a total bitch about it. Yeah. I really hated this part of the book. Yeah. For me, I feel like he came and got you. Yeah. He told you he was going to try. Yeah. Whatever that means to him. He's going to try to be what you want. Mm -hmm. But first of all, what is, what is the obsession with like, I don't want to say women is like a general response. I feel like the women in the books, these books that we read, mm -hmm. they have this weird thing about like waking up in the middle of the night hours after you fucked and he's not there and you fucking lose your absolute shit. Listen, I love a bed to myself. <laughs> Me too. If I wake up and you've moved, bye. Bye. Like, I don't understand, like, why we're, like, losing our absolute fucking minds because he's gotten up. Yeah. First of all, he got up. You realize he was in the gym. You should have turned your ass around, went to the kitchen, and had breakfast. I don't know why you gotta stay down there and start shit that's unnecessary. I know. Grow up. I know. It was a little ridiculous. This man just came and got you. Right. Seriously. Like, I was so annoyed. Yeah. But she gets over it. Yeah. They get over it and they do try to have more. Yeah. Okay. So here you're like Christmas time and shit. Yeah. Okay. So they're like casually having dinner and Cauldron asks her like, okay, baby, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, I don't need anything. And he's like, nope, not falling for any of that yeah. bullshit. Like I'm not dumb enough to believe that that's okay. And you just need to let me know what it is that you want so I can go and get it. And she was like, well, I have everything that I want. I live in the great house of the man that I love. And he 
fucking freezes. And she tries to play it off like it's not a big deal. And he ends up disappearing for like a couple of days, like to business Mm -hmm. in Paris or whatever. He's not fucking anybody or anything. But still, she was like, my God, you are such a motherfucking child. So he does finally come back, but he's a dick to her. And then he basically is just letting her know, like, we're done. He comes back and he was like, we're done. He's like, I'm not going to make the same mistakes that my dad did because his mom died because of his dad's business. He's like, I'm never going to give up my life for you. I'm never going to give up my criminal business for you. You're just going to be a danger and a distraction. And I don't need that. So our relationship is done. Bye. And she has to leave. And that's the end of book two. What the fuck? I was devastated. I know. And he does say too, by the way, like, I don't know why you got it twisted. Like, you're my whore. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, she's absolutely devastated because he hasn't been treating her like a whore. He never treated her like a whore. Not really. Mm -hmm. And she essentially scared him off with the L word. Yeah. He was a big fucking pussy about it, though. She cries in her room. Yeah. She packs her shit leaves the next morning he's gone he doesn't even stay no he leaves yeah and the hugo the big old dickhead butler butler for the first time was like i'm sorry that it ended this way like you made him happy and that was the first time he'd ever been nice to her and she was just like i'm out yeah well and he also tried to give her cash yeah and she's like i'm just gonna take the car I don't need this fucking cash. So that's the end. That's the end of book two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we, I need a tissue. Okay. Okay. I need a break. Yeah. Hey, Smut Hive listeners. Just a quick reminder. Don't forget to go onto our TikTok and Instagram page, like follow, do all the fun things. We also have a link in our Instagram bio that takes you to Spotify and Apple. Leave us a review. Welcome back. Yeah. Okay, book three. Here we go. Fresh in my mind. We just finished this book like five hours ago. Yep. Because it came out yesterday. Well, when, when we're recording this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out yes. yesterday, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's where we are. <sighs> She's devastated. Devastated. Doesn't know what to do. Can't really take care of herself. She actually drives to graves. And Elisa's with Grave, but Grave is just like, yep, you can have the guest room. And she goes and she cries it out for like two weeks before she gets her shit together. I think, so at this point, obviously Grave is into Elise and he wants nothing to do with Camille, like sexually. Right. But, but in a friendship way. Right. He, even though he tells her numerous times about this book, like, we are not friends because I used to fuck you and I used to want to marry you. And like, he, you were supposed to have my babies. Right. So it takes him a little while to like get into that friendship vibe with her, mm-hmm. but he is not going to allow her to like sit out in the cold. It's winter time. Right. And he knows he, she doesn't have anywhere to go. And she knows that Seaman would not want him to turn her away. Right. So for his brother, he takes her in. Yeah. And helps her get a place. Yep. Well, he pays, he buys her a fucking, like, apartment. Yeah. Because she saved his life. Yeah. Elise does not like it. 
She will not fucking let it go. No. Well, Grave hasn't really told her the story right. of Camille yet, so yeah. it makes her very uncomfortable yeah. and she's very jealous. Yes. And Camille, I think, feels very stuck because I think she's starting to realize my dream of getting out of the business is not going to happen for me. Because if I want to be on my own and not be dependent upon Grave at this point, mm-hmm. I'm going to need to get back in the business. Right. And she also like no longer believes in love Mm -hmm. or that men are worth it. So she might as well get paid for fucking powerful men. Straight up broken. Yep. So she goes to get back into the business. And here we meet a very interesting character. I really like this character. It's a horrible name though. Oh God. I'm so sorry. Penelope Sky. Bad name. Bartholomew does not match this big beast of a fucking man that the author describes to us who doesn't want her for sex. He runs, of course, a criminal enterprise. Right, drugs. Drugs. And he needs little side jobs done. He needs a wingman. He needs yeah. somebody distracted so he can go down a hallway. Or he needs a wife distracted so he could talk to a husband. Yeah. Like, just shit needs to happen. And that's her only gig. And she's actually really good at it. And they become friends. Yes. But Cauldron has been drunk. He's been drunk and ridiculous in and out of Graves' house while all this is going on. And just, like, yeah. he's he's hit rock bottom. Yeah. And he keeps telling Grave, like, I made a mistake. I don't know how to fix it. What do I do? Help me. And Grave is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to, you're going to, you made your bed, you're going to lie in it. That's said a lot in this book. Right. And Grave is like, listen, you broke her heart. She no longer trusts you. I'm not going to try and talk to her for you because I don't think you should be together. You treated her like trash. Mm -hmm. This is what you get. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get her back, you and you alone are going to have to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. So Grave really does. He, I think he loves his brother and he likes this relationship that they have because they've kind of gone into a a, kind of a business together. Mm Mm-hmm. But he doesn't believe that Camille should get back with him. No. It's not good for her. Right. And he's very honest about it. And he tells Camille that he hasn't changed. Yeah. So I don't know why you'd ever want to go back there. He has not changed. Period. End of discussion. Right. And Camille even overhears a conversation that they're having. While Cauldron is really drunk. Very drunk. But he says in the conversation, while drunk, I only was with her because I knew it pissed you off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she overheard it. She overheard it. Yeah. So that didn't go well. Good luck coming back from that. I know. But he tries. Yeah. So he sees her. She's on a job with Bartholomew, like at a party. And he, that's the first time that she sees him. And he like walks up to her and he does this like stare thing that he always does when you just don't know what the fuck it is that he's thinking. And she's like, what do you want? Like he notices how angry she is. Like she will not let him in at all. She was like, you need to get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anything to do with you. He's like, we're not done. I still want you. She's like, I don't give a fuck. He shows up at her house. He's trying to get her back. He says all the flowery words. And she was like, nope, bye. She's very hollowed out. Yeah. I think he realizes, like, the light that he liked about her is gone. Yes. She's lost weight. She just doesn't look the same. You can tell she isn't happy. 
She's doing what she needs to do to survive. And don't get me wrong. She actually does like partnering with Bartholomew. Bartholomew. <laughs> um, because she feels like she's contributing. She's not being used. Right. She is helpful. Helpful. And she's like, it's like a partnership. And he doesn't treat her like a whore. No. I mean, not even... I will take out sexual because it's not about that for him. Right. But he treats her with respect. Yeah. And when Seaman sees her, he loses his shit. And she's like, bye. Yeah. The only reason why you want to talk to me now is because you think I'm with him. Well, I am with him. Yeah. Now, they don't have a sexual relationship, her and Bartholomew. I think he kissed her once. And she was like, listen, I'm just not ready because I'm in love with an asshole. And he doesn't deserve me. And I'm not going back to him. But fuck him. But I'm not ready for you. And he respects that. But when Cauldron sees them together and he finds out that she's quote unquote back in the business, he loses his shit because he was like, listen, if you just wanted to be a whore, you could still be my whore. What the fuck? Like, no. Listen, wrong thing to say. I know. Not the right time. He like grabs her arm and she's like, let go. And he's like, no, I will not. Yeah. And Bartholomew now he knows now who he, because she's told him he's like, let go of her now and he's got like a fucking knife to his throat yeah and nobody like core. best cauldron you know what i mean yeah. or cauldron yeah. so yeah he like for, he got his ass handed to him for the first time and he had to take an ego check and yeah. i don't think he liked that no, at because all. she was like okay like let's let's just leave yeah and so he puts his knife away and they like leave together like and they look like a couple because yeah. he's got like his arm around her waist and seaman is pissed off yeah okay so what do you think that a caged animal does he's okay well let me tell you what cauldron does he does the wrong fucking thing yeah every time here's what he does he goes to bartholomew who again head of a criminal organization and he basically takes his life in his own hands by showing up there and he demands to buy out the whore contract on camille and for fifty million dollars, and he has to kill somebody. Which it, this was a person he needed to kill anyway mm-hmm. to protect Grave, and they were going to do it together as brothers. Yeah. But Bartholomew is like in on that or whatever, and so he has to do that. So when Cauldron shows up to Camille for the very first time and was just like, "So listen, I just bought your contract, and now you have to fuck me," and she was like, "I will gut you, motherfucker!" Right. And he will not back down. No. So now he reverts right back to how he was in the first book by letting her know you, I, you are my whore and you have a job yeah. to do. I feel like at first he's very like trying to get her back and is like nice and like isn't being forceful and is like trying really hard to get in her good graces. And she's like, no, right. like will not budge, which good for her. Yes. Sometimes in these books, the girls budge way too quick. And That's I'm like, true. why did you even get mad then if you're going to budge five seconds later? That's true. So she does really hold, hold to that. Even during their first sex. Yeah. Well, and then he's like, all right, I'm fucking done with this shit. You're going to fucking get your ass upstairs and we're going to fuck. Yep. You're going to fucking like it. End of discussion. Mm-hmm. And she knows that he has her now. Yeah. So she prepares herself. They fuck. He demands the eye contact because she isn't giving it. No. She's like, I'll lay here and you can fuck me, but I am not going to like it. And this is not going to be lusty and passionate and sexy. Like, and you can't kiss me. Right. Like, she will I'm not a, let him. Right. 
I'm a hole that you are fucking. Yep. Do not kiss me. Do not be weird. Yeah. And he's like, no, eyes. So she's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. So they have sex and it's hot and there's emotion and she's kind of like mentally reverting back. Oh, she's goo. You know? She's just goo yeah. at this point. So afterwards she essentially says like, I've never felt like more of a whore ever. Yeah. Get your shit and get out. Yeah. Like I fucked you. That's yeah. what you got what you paid for. Now leave. So she goes, you know, back into the living room and she waits there and he like gets dressed and comes out and he's like, so this is how it's going to be. And she's like, yep. Now let's pause <laughs> here because in this particular scene, she says, and she does not say this to see man. She says it in her mind. Like mm-hmm. the, I've never felt like more of a whore. Right. Okay. So then she goes downstairs and he obviously wants to talk to her because he's like, is this really what's going to happen now? And she's like, yes, bye. Okay. <laughs> so you can in one sentence be like, you made me feel like a whore, which by the way, he didn't really do anything other than tell her they're fucking when they were actually fucking. He did not treat her like a whore. He didn't. They made love. Right. Yeah. So, and he wants to talk afterwards. You're the one that left the bed. You're the one that got dressed and went down to the living room and you're the one giving him a silent treatment. So you cannot say he treated me like a whore and then turn around and be mad at him for what? Right. I know. So like for me, that part annoyed me because you want one thing and he's giving it to you and then you say he treated you one way and you didn't like it. But now you, it, it was just like, okay, pick a side Yeah. right now. Your side is I'm done with you and you're fucking because you have to. Okay. But don't complain about it and then be mad that he wants to talk to you about it. Right. Like. She should have let go at this point because she was done. As soon as he put his hands on her, she was done. And at this point. And he knew it. As a reader. He's done enough. He is begroveling. He's done enough. I think it's $50 million and a murder. I think it's time to like. Let him in now. Yeah. So that was like my one thing in this particular book. I just, she held on to it for too long and then was very hypocritical, I felt. Yeah. And then, so that's where they are in their relationship right now. Elise and Grave, they're going through it still because not only is she like super jealous about Camille all the fucking time, but now that she's finally admitted to him that, you know, I really like you and I want to be with you and I, you're my long-term client, but I just want you to be with me. He's pretty much letting her know like, well, you know, I actually do want to get married and have babies, but your kids aren't going to be out of the house for like 10 more years. And I don't want to do the stepfather thing. And I like, I was just like, well, he's being honest. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it sucks for you because you already have kids, but he's letting you know, like, I don't want to do that. But she's also letting him know, too, like, well, you don't have to be their stepfather. You can at least start with being their friend. Right. Like, he never even considered it. Yeah. So they're in the outs. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So now you got to have something else that happens. You know, your monkey wrenches mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So Camille gets taken by Graves' enemies. Graves' enemies still think Camille is his woman. So that's who they came after instead of Elise. And now Elise is angry. Bitch, move on. Do you want to be kidnapped? Do you want your kids to be killed? Right. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You need to calm the fuck down. She needed to calm the fuck down. I'm annoyed. So Grave had to get rid of her for a minute because we were all going to strangle her. We didn't have time for that. So Grave had to go get Cauldron. So they have to now go to Bartholomew to get the help that they need. 
to find out where she is and get her back from these enemies. And they do. Here's the thing. Shootouts happening. Your life is in danger. All this stuff is happening. And as soon as you hear a cauldron's voice call you, she busts out the closet and runs into his arms. Yes. Okay. That's her safe. That's her calm. That's her happy. That's who she's in love with. He, that's what he's feeling like oh my god finally i'm so sorry baby i fucking love you blah right. blah blah or, or no he hasn't said i love you yet i'm so sorry baby like blah 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 okay cool but he does i mean because grave explains that when he told seaman that camille was taken it was like utter and total devastation yeah so at this point we know he loves her he loves her he just hasn't said it yet right at this point right and she's kind of at this point to where like because okay because she wants to go right back to being cold like doesn't want to talk to him he shows up at her house he was like or no he's trying to take her home and she's like yep take me home and he was taking her to his home He was like you were just fucking kidnapped she's like they didn't do anything to me you guys got there in time he's like so what you're traumatized she's like no i'm not i'm good and he was like no you're going home with me and she was like we got to do this again he's like yeah do we got to do this again you just thought your life was in danger and I'm the first person that you saw and you ran into my arms and you're still going to act like this. Mm. So she's still like contemplating the idea of, okay, listen, dude, I still love you. Cool. But you don't love me. And because you don't love me, I can't come back and give you another chance. And he's like, I love you. Just finally, finally, three fucking books. Finally. I love you. Just out of the blue no holds barred he's letting her know this is it you're it i fucking love you come home with me i feel like at this point she's like you do like yeah but what about but what about this and that like girl he just gave you everything you wanted and now you're trying to give him excuses to back out of it yeah stop oh and he lets her know not only do i love you I'm completely willing to do the husband thing, the father thing, and give up my criminal businesses. I will start new businesses that are, and I will pay taxes. All I want is for you to come home. And what does she do? I gotta think about it. Yeah, she needed to think about it for like a day. Stop. But she does do it. Stop. Yeah. Think about what? Yeah. She talks to Grave, and then she talks to Bartholomew, and then she finally talks to Cauldron, and she lets him know, yes. And he takes her home. Okay, so he takes her home. So now we go back to Elise and to Grave. So with the help of Cauldron and Camille having conversations with them, they do get back together. So he is going to decide to eventually meet the kids when he's ready, but he likes the relationship the way that they have it now, but they do love each other. So you know that they're going to end up okay. Then you flash back to Cauldron takes Camille home and proposes. And it's not like down on one knee. He basically just puts a ring on a table and is like, listen, if you want to marry me, put it on or don't put it on until you're ready. But I really want you to fucking marry me. And she does decide that she will. And then we get an epilogue and the epilogue is them getting married. Right. All wrapped up. I'm real curious about. So the next book is Bartholomew. So, yeah. So this is the end of the lesser series. Mm -hmm. But Bartholomew is going to get his own book. And that comes out next year, I think. And it's a different series now. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to go, but I'm interested. I am so interested. Yeah. He was a great fucking character. Yeah. Dorky fucking name, but great fucking right. character. 
I want to find like a nickname for him, but the only thing I can think of is Bart, and that's even worse. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to Google that one. She, the thing about Penelope Sky, she uses very odd names, like names that you would never think of. Yeah, for characters, so it does stick out, but sometimes it's it's a hit or miss. Yeah, that's, I liked it. I liked Grave. I like the name Grave. I think that's Grave cool. was a great name. Yeah, yeah, I liked Cauldron. It was a great name. Okay. Dick score this bad boy. Series overall, zero to five penises. 4.9. <gasps> yeah. Only because I was annoyed a couple times. And since it was more than one time, I'm going to knock it down a notch. Just a little one. Mm. But in general, I would reread this series over and over. Yes. I'm going to go with five. Yeah. Um, And I know that because I actually like... 30 minutes after midnight, like, so like 1230, I was up, I had been asleep and I woke up just so I could start reading the third book because it ended on such a devastating cliffhanger. I felt all the feels throughout this Mm -hmm. book and I love the alpha fucking asshole. And as we said about the author, we love the way that she writes these fucking pricks and you do fall in love with the biggest asshole on the block by the time the books are done and it wraps up pretty and I love it. I love it. This was a great series. It really was. Yeah. I want to know when that, when Bartholomew's comes out. Did you happen to notice? I want to say it was like January, February. We'll look it up. It'll be an episode. Yeah. Well, we're going to come back and do Penelope Sky again because I want to do the Banker series. It's a great fucking series too. Yeah. Can't wait. I know. Okay. So next week we're going to try something a little bit different. We are actually going to research and form an episode here. We got a couple of different ideas, so we don't want to mm-hmm. spoil everything. But we're, I'm really fixated on the band from Amazon thing. Right. I want to know what it's about. I want to know what do you have to do in your books to get banned off of Amazon? I don't know if that means I'm going to read a book that was banned off of Amazon and talk about it or talk about several books that were banned off of Amazon. But I just, I just need to know. Well, I will say that I did Google... And one popped up and I read the reviews and I'm scared. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if I will read an entire book. I may read it and then pick why it was banned. And if it's banned for a purpose, that's probably my purpose to stop (laughs) reading it. Um, I'll be be interested to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find something interesting yeah. about it. I, I just got to figure out a little bit more where to go there. But yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be good. So if you have any thoughts, look out for our social media posts. Because yes. we're going to be asking for some ideas mm-hmm. to see if you guys have any. Yeah. Any recommendations yep. that you guys know? Anything that's just <laughs> super yeah. fucked up? Yeah. Let us know. We're, we're happy to take a yeah. look at it. All right, guys. Have a great week. Goodbye. Goodbye.